Hey, high bud tenders. Have you ever run out of butane when you're just about to take a dab or realize you can't find a lighter when you're just about to take a rip from your favorite bong? The Wand by iSpire has you covered. The Wand is a wireless handheld and portable heating device that's compatible with most any rig or bong of your choice. It's temperature controlled in five degree intervals from 250 to 800 degrees and offers fireless dabbing using induction heating. Unlike most emails, your concentrates never touch plastic or metal, with the iSpire giving you the purest, cleanest, safest experience for the hit every time. Go to www.ispire.com, that's I-S-P-I-R-E.com forward slash the dash wand, T-H-E dash W-A-N-D, and enter promo code HIGH15, H-I-G-H, one five to save 15% on your wand today and go torchless for good. Yo, pass the mic, then I'll pass the light. Roll another blunt, we on good vibes. Some pine kush and northern lights. Red eyes, call it pretty eyes. I'm satisfied, I'm in my zone. Roll another one, take another toke. Lit with my bros, we... What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Blood Tenders podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you already know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's going on with you? Man, gee, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I it am is. not kidding. I love it. <laughs> Vegas is just popping, crack a lacking. Speaking of popping and crack a lacking, you got a guest that just is doing the great things out there in the cannabis community. Let's get an introduction, Jarrell. Yes, um, good friend of mine, uh, my main man, Brian, out in L.A. What's going on, man? Yo, yo. How y'all doing? Oh, man, we're good. So um, I know you got a lot of things going on out there. Um, But first, I want you to, like, just tell the people a little bit about yourself, how you got in the industry, everything that you're doing. Yeah, man. Kazame uh foray and uh, yeah so I, I came up by way of uh film industry and you know um that's really where my background is. Uh so I I spent I, I would say probably about the last twenty years um uh, in the film industry. And uh, you know, I've always been a uh cannabis lover, cannabis consumer, you know, even sold a little bit of weed on the side, you know how you know how it is. So uh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I always dreamed of, you know, being in the cannabis industry, but, you know, the barriers and the obstacles is just crazy, especially for people like me where, you know, where we come from. Uh, it's, it's just hard to, to get in, and, uh, especially legally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How'd you make uh, your start? How did you make your start in the industry? So, um, in the in the cannabis industry, um, yeah. yeah. So I know you said through the through the through the um, movie industry, but how did it end up intertwining the two? Right. So um, it was about 2018, and my cousin told me about uh, this entrepreneurial activist uh, Kareem Webb, and he uh, put together this organization uh, called the Fourth Movement, and uh, basically what what they do is. Um, they are dedicated to creating 10,000 business owners in the next 10 years. So they want to remove the barriers of uh, the entrepreneurship um, 
for people of color. So, you know, it's not just in cannabis that they're doing this. It's, it's, it's in uh, all types of different industries that they're looking to partner with people that, um, you know, for the most part, wouldn't usually have an opportunity to uh, start a business. Uh, so what they do is find funding uh, for your business and they partner with you and uh, basically help you throughout the whole um, business relationship. So they're there the whole time. They're helping you with uh, marketing, uh, accounting, payroll. Um, yeah, so it's it's really involved, and they're they're really changing the game, like as far as like social equity, and it's, it's not, you know, it's it's for everyone, you know, whoever's ready to apply themselves. So. Yeah, we so, talk about so go ahead, Cheryl. No, gonna say like so. Uh, you said like they're in different industries. Like what do what do they do specifically in the cannabis industry? Do they have like cultivation, like you know, dispensaries? Yeah, so um what Fourth Movement did, they put together a company called Sixty Four and Hope. And um in two thousand and seventeen, eighteen, um, the city of LA put the put forth this initiative, um, the uh social equity um initiative in which they were to license um, 100 people that were in certain areas, certain zip codes in LA that were impacted by the long drugs. So, um, you know, these uh, areas that were heavily patrolled and, you know, I mean, you know the rundown, how it is, you know, in in, in inner city neighborhoods, you know. The, yeah. Don't we? Yeah. So, um, so basically you you had to apply to, to first be an applicant um, to, to be qualified as an applicant. So you have to live in LA for, you know, five or 10 years. And then, uh, you know, also be of a certain income bracket to apply for the social equity license. So um, what they did is um, they went out and interviewed about 700 people and um, 120 of us got selected to be vetted uh, for you know, almost a year um, through, you know, these different processes. And um, so before we even started to get vetted, um, they put us through Landmark, which is a, uh, which is a personal development uh, seminar series. So, you know, before they even put us through a vetting process, they, they put us through this personal development thing to break down all these things in our life to make us the best person we could be to even move forward with their process. Nice. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was dope, just going through that whole process. And um, so, and then after that, we did a, a, a six-week um, business management course um, in which we were, you know, taking tests and being graded. And, you know, all of this was being looked at. You know, we had to show up on time. And um, after the six-week uh, management course, we we did this group project where um, we all split up into groups and we created a um, community initiative that would be funded by 64 and Hope. So there was all different types of things from citizenism uh, to uh, you know uh, educational equity, you know all these different um, programs that uh, 
we came up with and then um to, to be funded uh by 64 and hope um um and all of this was being graded and and uh, looked at so at the end of the process the 120 people um out of the 120 people they chose uh, 32 and out of the 32 they applied on our behalf for a social equity cannabis license mm. that's great so, uh, 32, Ooh. 21 of us actually were successful in getting invoiced for a social equity license. Uh, or uh, be a social equity applicant. There's still some more things you have to do to actually be a, um, a license holder, but you know, we're technically, uh, you know, in the city system as, uh, you know, a, a, a cannabis retail license holder. So it started with 700 like applicants or people, and it pretty much like boiled down to 21. Yeah, 700 man. people, man. Yeah. So that, the the odds yeah. of that is very slim, right? So yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is like yeah. what are the what are the odds, right? Yeah, what are, um, what are the odds, and and you know there, there was even a point where I I didn't think I was gonna get it because. At first, the city said they were only going to license 100 applicants. And then, you know, there was a lot of pushback because a lot of people had to do a lot of things to apply, right? You had to have, um, you had to have real estate attached to your application. So that means money was already being spent before, you know, before, you know, you even had a license, before you, before you yeah. even knew if you could get a license, right? Yeah. So. You know, for people like me and, you know, people from, you know, inner city, it's like, we don't have that kind of money, money to be putting on real estate and to be holding the lease down for months. So we had to partner, you know, with these organizations who, you know, are, are just doing great things, you know, especially the fourth movement and 64 and hope, you know, I can't say enough good things about them, and, you know, uh, what they're doing. I think it's all the situation is all blanketed. Um, when you look at the actual pie, of you know the social equity pie who determines whether or not you know 45 percent goes to uh white applicants and you know 15 percent goes to black applicants and well how is this determined and it, it, you can't determine it by social stature because you made sure that was insured years ago that we wouldn't actually make money right so we mm -hmm. couldn't buy houses you know what I mean? It was hard to get loans. So you already fell back, right? So I right. think I need people to understand that when we talk about social equity, it needs to be an equal breaking of the pie, you know, yeah. because it's justice oh, for all, right? <laughs> Not just for and, some. And, and, and if you look at the 200 uh, social equity uh, applicants that um, got invoiced, it's a very, you know, multicultural like there's so many different people who who were who were licensed and um involved in that process and you know you would think it's just oh it's just going to be a bunch of black and hispanic people that are that are getting um or or that are that are a part of the social equity um umbrella but you know it it really Spanned out to so many different um, races and, and um, you know different areas of Los Angeles. So 
really all you needed was to live in a certain zip code and to live there for a certain amount of time and to have that real estate attached to your to your application. And yeah. And be a really right. So I'm really impressed by uh like the fourth movement. Um, just the fact that how they invest in people or, you, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, like they, they put you guys through courses before um, you could even apply, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. So it's just like, man, they really like investing in people in the community, not just, you know, trying to, you know, make a quick buck or anything like that. Yeah. And, and their aim is to really change the trajectory for people of color. So, you know, even though we're the 21 business owners, our, all of our families are going to be are, are going to benefit from this. You know, what I'm saying yeah. our community, our, our our community is going to benefit from this. You know, um, you know, there's money that goes out into into these community initiatives. You know that, you know, we're we're doing work in the community and bringing in income in, into the community, bringing jobs in, into the community. You know, it, it's really just you know positive all the way around. Like what what they're doing and, and um, yeah, it's you know the way they're investing in people. Like I like like, like you said, uh, you know them. How many dispensaries do you, uh, do they plan on opening? So there's 21 of us that are partnered with 64 and Hope. So 64 and Hope is the brand, the you know the uh, parent company, and we're basically you know they're they're like a franchise but not a franchise. So you can't like pay to to be in to, to get in and get a location right you have to it's, it's more of a conglomerate of business owners that are under the same name under the same parent company and you know, umbrella so there's going to be 21 locations you know, all throughout the city of los angeles and that's you know from the valley all the way down to you know san pedro so it just gives you um the opportunity to have ownership and work as a right. conglomerate because really that's the only choice right you have. Yeah. Otherwise, you're yeah. stuck in that less than one yeah. percent ratio, which doesn't right. even make it better because it's still, you know, three percent or less. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and it's tough, you know, just and just trying to get the funds to open a, a, a cannabis business. You can't go to the bank, you know. You can't, you know, you can't access, and and, and most lenders don't want to deal with you because you know it's not federally legal. And then the ones that do want to deal with you want to give you crazy rates and like, you know, they want to take advantage of you because they know that the resources are limited. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, um, and, and we're, we're blessed to be able to be a part of, you know, such an organization that, you know, would, you know, take us by the hand and show us like, Hey, this is how it's done. And, you know, we're going to be with you every step of the way. And, you know, um, you know, it's, it's really a dream come true, really. Yeah. Well, it um, sounds like a tremendous dope. opportunity, man. That shit sounds amazing. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm going away. Jarrell, I don't think you explained it to me like that. Like, that's huge. I did it. Rocky, because I, I really didn't, I didn't know it to that extent. So, oh my, gosh. Like, this, my mind is blown, man. I am like, yeah, that is like, a, it's super hopeful to for you know poc everywhere you know what i'm saying like everywhere that 
would think that they have an opportunity because most people, the first go round lost money. Like we can't even afford to lose that money because it's a part of our investment. But if you applied yeah. and didn't get the license, you lost big, you know, yeah. even if it was like $7,800 or whatever it was, it was still enough to make an impact. And that is a problem. You know what I mean? That is this yeah. a really huge Definitely. problem. So many people lost their houses. You know, they lost so you know they they lost their their life savings trying to get a social equity license. Some of them weren't successful, and you know they're highly upset. And, and you know it. Oof, I I can't even imagine what some of these people are going through. And you know, like I said, there you know there was a point I didn't think I was going to get licensed. I was maybe ten people away from the uh, cutoff mark at a hundred. But there was a lot of pushback. People were like, hey, we spent a lot of money here. We pay for these leases. And um, so the city decided to license another 100 applicants. So I fell within that um, bracket. And um, yeah, I, there, there was a point where I was just devastated. Like, man, we went, we we took it all the way here. And then, man, I'm 10 people away. And I'm not going to get it. Like, what? So, you know, it's just crazy. And, you know, just to give you a you know, bigger picture, like they're they're investing almost two million dollars into every store. So mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a big investment and you know, you, you gotta make sure if, if you're investing that kind of money into people, you gotta make sure they're gonna be about it and they're they're with it. They're not gonna, you know, run off on you and do something crazy. So And how how long did you say that, that vetting process was when they, you know, were doing their research on you guys? I would say about I would say about ten months. Man, that's like wow. CIA, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> like, who yeah. am I applying for here? <laughs> yeah. So you know, you, you you gotta you gotta turn in everything on time. You gotta show up on time. You gotta you know you gotta be scoring nineties, one hundreds on your test because you know the, the competition was there. You know what I'm saying? We got people who got degrees and all types of things, and they and they're um. And, and all, all types of skills, all, all types of backgrounds, people in, you know, management, retail, who, who really know what they're doing and showed up for the opportunity because, hey, you know, it's a great opportunity. So, you know, the uh, the right people got chosen and, uh, you know, we're we're a family at this point. Like, we're, we're, we're so tight. We've been through so much trying to get this going, like the aches and pains and if other states were to adapt this process, right? Um, what's the what what kind of knowledge and background does the applicant have to have in order to qualify? Good question. Well, with with the city or with the with the fourth movement. With the fourth movement. So um, there was not like a so you you have to have these. Um, you know, background experiences, or you, or these qualifications, or you know, it it was, it was more so like, uh, what is your background? How have you shown up in the past? You know, what, and how are you going to show up now? And, you know, what, what, what how, skills? You know, what, what skills did what you did have you necessary for it? What, what did what what well, what propelled you, know, you to I, that? Well, um, I have a degree in entertainment business. Right. you know um and recreational cannabis is an entertainment business 
So, yeah, it is. You know, my um, my parents also had a retail business growing up, but you know, a, a secondhand store. So, you know, I I lived retail growing up. So, you know, um, you know, and cannabis. <laughs> I, I know cannabis. I'm a cannabis kind of store. So I've been, you know, what I'm saying, and some of the people who, who who applied, you know, I was in the interview process with some of the people, and you know, and they were saying. I've never smoked cannabis and I don't know if I ever will. And I'm just Ooh. like, and I mean, that's cool and all like, but is that something that you want to say when you're applying to be a cannabis business owner? I don't, you know, like, <laughs> it's all right. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, you know, everybody had different backgrounds. Uh, you know, mine specifically was in, in film and uh, I was actually working on a, on a Netflix show at the time when I was yeah. five. And, um, um, you know, uh, just my, my, my background and, and, and my resume, I guess, kind of spoke for itself and they yeah. were interested in, in us being, you know. What well, I think that people that are interested in this business um, have to have some, like, some sort of background, which you do, 100%. I agree. When you're in the film industry, you're going to be around that all the time. You know what I mean? The cannabis industry. It's almost like it's an, it is an intertwined almost process. Um, now it's so regular and normal. Nobody even thinks of it as illegal. Nowhere. You know what I mean? Like people are just right. like getting more comfortable with smoking everywhere. So I completely yeah. understand. The reason why I ask is because we're, those are the questions we're going to get from people who are sitting at home and thinking, what can I do? You know what I mean? To get into this industry. And I think it's great to know that, you know what I mean? There's a, you know, when they vet you for these things, some, some qualifications are going to have to require you to have like, maybe, you know what I mean? It will help. It'll be helpful to have a good education background. It would be helpful if you worked in an industry for a pretty long time. But what's really helpful, I believe that you said was the retail piece, right? Your family owned that you, you were a part of it all the time. So yeah. learning cannabis is one thing, but teaching people how to sell things and to be salespeople is a totally different animal. And I think Definitely. that's and, and And that's a major part of the cannabis industry. I mean, how many times do you go into a dispensary and feel like, man, they didn't know shit. Like, that, yeah. that customer service was horrible. Like, you know, I'll never come back here again. But in some places you go, Man, I felt like family. Like I felt like they knew what they were talking about. I got the best bud I done had in a while from there. Like, and it's 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 more than just selling weed. It's it's you know we're 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 a lifestyle brand. We're we're trying to change those negative stigma stigmas that are that, that are attached to cannabis. Um, you know, there's we're we're um you know we're we're pushing you know the cutting edge. You know, we're we're innovative and. Um. Yeah, you know, we're 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 definitely looking to to change um the narrative around cannabis. Speaking about uh, changing the narrative around cannabis, now, like you know how most people think uh, people that smoke cannabis lazy, you know, they just sit around the house do nothing. Now you are are living like testament to like the total opposite of that because I know you run like fifty miles a day. And you yeah. still consume. <laughs> now, I do consume. I am a runner. Yeah. You now, 
when you start getting when you started getting serious about like running and stuff, did you have to change your um like your 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 consumption habits or anything like that? Yeah, so I stopped smoking blunts. That was the, okay. That was one of the things. Yeah, I can't I can't do the blunts anymore. So usually I'll do like raws or or a bubbler. You know what I'm saying? I'll do my little my little bubbler piece. And uh, you know, I mean, when I smoke, I mean, I I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, sometimes I I smoke before I run, and does it affect my running? It does, but not negatively. You know, what I'm saying? okay. You know, if if in in my theory, I think because I smoke cannabis, and there's been studies about this that people who smoke cannabis have a larger lung capacity. So, if anything, I think it 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 helps with my running. Like I've, I've only been running two years, and you know, I started at what like 13, 14 minutes a mile, and like you know, I'm down. No, I'm not doing six. 26 a mile, but that's my fastest mile time. I'm doing like seven, seven, seven and a half minutes a mile. Sheesh. Right now. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so you have to, yeah, that's really, really good. But I think that that goes hand in hand, right? People have like misconceptions about the cannabis industry, you know, completely. Like you said, like we're lazy, we don't do shit, yada, yada, yada. And I think I know in my cannabis community people who push me to want even want to do better right because they're consistently on their a game you have to be they're taking this shit seriously and that's the kind of people you want to surround yourself around you know what i mean completely so i understand your connection here because yeah you have a fantastic story that is just incredible like that social equity piece is so important man if i could just Grill that yeah. all the way home. I could probably just do a podcast on that. You know what I mean? It would be like forever yeah. long because I yeah, think it's very, very sure. important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and even funnier about the, the running thing, I mean, that came about by way um, through the uh, through the fourth movement training. So um, after the uh, Landmark course, I was given a scholarship from Landmark to the advanced course. And, um, uh, you know, through the work at the advanced course, you know, I was basically like, hey, I need to find, you know, more balance in my life. So <clears throat> I started running. And when I started running, it was like, uh, you know, I, I was just doing something to find more balance. I didn't know I was going to become like a runner, runner. And start running the marathons. Like, I'm I'm about to run my third marathon in uh, November. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah. Congrats, uh, man. That's dope. Just, you know, the, the work I've done, you know, through fourth movement, it's just been incredible. You know, it's just been life changing. Shout out to fourth movement, man. Like, um, I, I haven't heard of anything like that, of just like any kind of program that invest in people the way they do. Um, I know a lot of programs like help people, but I haven't heard of anybody that do it like, like, like they do it, man. That's incredible. Oh yeah. It, it, it really is. I mean, and and they're on the path, you know, to to keep going, opening different businesses, and um, you know, it's not just going to be cannabis. So, uh, you know, there's. Do you uh, do you think they can start expanding to others to uh, to other states? Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, Chicago they they've done the same thing in Chicago, and um, they applied for uh, the social equity lottery there, um, with a uh, I feel like 
it was about the same amount of applicants that they uh, acquired from Los Angeles. And um, they're still waiting on the results of that lottery. Uh, we were unsuccessful in the first lottery, but there's going to be a, you know, uh, a couple. So uh, still looking to, you know, get something in Chicago. I, I don't know exactly how, you know, they're running it and, um, you know, how, you know, the, the, the applicants are, are, are being uh, evaluated. But, um, you know, hopefully we, we get something going out there. So and I believe we also were looking at uh, something in like Oakland. I think we applied up there. So, um, okay. Yeah, nice. we're looking to apply. And, um, yeah, so, uh, Fourth Movement has also been, um, like contracted to do social equity training for, uh, another, uh, uh, organization that's looking to do social equity. So, you know, it's, it's moving. We need more of it. We need more of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all in the restaurant industry. So, Hell yeah, man! You, we, we, whenever you come out here, we're gonna have to get you on live, bro, so we can chop it up some more. Please, oh, yeah. because I, I would love to pick your brain for like another thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's so much. I mean, um, you know, our our first location it opens today. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're open today officially. Where at? It's uh two thousand South Los Angeles in uh, Los Angeles. So Oh, okay. Um, That's a good area too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, right <laughs> off of the ten freeway. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, right off of uh oh I guess the the the, the closest main street would be Venice in Los Angeles. So. Okay, yeah, man. Congratulations, man. That's big. Huge. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Um and uh, you know, what you guys are doing is dope too. Happy you uh, brought me on. Like I've been listening, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get up there right? at some point. You know, when yeah. it takes off. But yeah, yeah. So, before we before we let you go, man, we have to know, my brother, what you been smoking on? Oh man, uh, well actually, I I grew some um, some Jane Doe from a seed that I got from my boy. Okay. So I've been, yeah, I've been blazing on that. It's, it's, it's good. It's really good. The uh, caterpillar's been eating my plant up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they wreaked havoc on it. But, uh, um, yeah, no, it's, it's good, solid, uh, hybrid. So. Nice, nice. What you been smoking on, Rocky? Um, since it's exotics. Oh, sure. man. Yeah, so um really, really loving all the flavors. So I gotta do a big shout out to him. Love it, love it. Thank you, sir. Traditional market, still popping, crack a Still thriving, love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Last thing I picked up was some um mother's milk from Tyson Ranch. Which is Ooh, pretty good. How was that? I, I I really liked it. It was just nice and smooth, not too heavy, not too light. Mother's I really like that. That's a sativa, right? It's like a yeah, it's a sativa dominant hybrid, but it had it had a, a nice uh, amount of mercy in it, so it still gave me a good body high. Yeah, nice. yeah, definitely, definitely. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things we're trying to do out here is uh, you know, educate the people on the terpenes, man. 
California, you know, we're not, we're not testing for that. Like, you know, so, you know, that's, that's one of the things we're trying to push through at 64 and Hope is like educating our customers on terpene, you know, what, what's going to give them the effect that they're looking for. And, uh, you know, this, this how to be educated on. Hey, if you if you need some trainers, you know you got two two butt tenders right here that are that are oh, coming yeah. all up. I know them terpenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's for sure, man. We appreciate you, my man. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. So, um, check this out, man. If anybody wanted to contact you, just to ask you questions or to like even congratulate you because if it was up to me yeah. that's where i would be with things but you know even if they wanted to like ask a simple question how can they contact you oh uh, yeah i mean i'm I'm on instagram at uh Cezame, that's c-e-z-a-m-e-e um it's my first name uh yeah uh, hit me up you know definitely uh looking to collaborate and uh network in the cannabis world Oh, yeah. Did you hear that, people? Networking is huge. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep the love going. We are oh, yeah. at all things social media at High Bud Tenders and www.highbudtenders.com forward slash podcast for the podcast forward slash shop for our retail shop. Let's go, uh, Bud Tenders. Have a wonderful day and stay high, Bud Tenders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel a